0: org podcast coming your way, episode 549. This one, we're going to talk about, can anavar make you single digits body fat? So Let's get right into it. So first off, Anivar, one of the more popular steroids back in your day, Mobster, back in the 80s. Um, in fact, uh, back when uh, the, the the brand name was oxandrolone, uh, And basically, they came up with a drug in the early 1960s. And they were searching for something with low androgenic but moderate anabolic properties. So it was medically prescribed for different muscle-wasting diseases and was successful for bone issues. During the 80s, doctors started using it for muscle-wasting diseases, including AIDS, HIV AIDS, for their clients. Um, Bodybuilders got a hold of it in the 80s, absolutely loved it. Uh, Became one of the most popular steroids during that time. They discontinued it in 1989 because bodybuilders were abusing the crap out of it. So they're like, you know what? Let's let's get out of this industry. We don't want any shit. So once that happened, the price of Anavar absolutely went bonkers. If you were smart enough to hoard it before the ban, uh you became the most popular person in the gym. So back then, look, there was no internet. You couldn't go on the internet and buy steroids off the internet back then. If you wanted steroids, you'd have to buy it from another human being. All right. So in this case, you are lucky enough to have it. You got it. The price went up. Simple supply and demand. People were basically gouging the crap out of it, selling it for like five hundred bucks uh, uh, for 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 like you know ten pills. Oh, here, here, you know, whatever. That's that's crazy. So yeah, people were like, I need to get my hands on it. So in the mid 1990s, it came back as Oxandrin by Savient Pharma. And they, of course, you know, pharmaceutical company, they want to make money, right? So they just came back and they're like, you know what, I'm just going to sell it for this high price. And the price has never come down since, but the demand has always been there. So as long as that demand is there, then the price is going to be up. So I find it amazing uh, guys who are mobster size who are powerlifters and big guys. They love Anavar. and then skinny physique competitor type guys who are 140, 150 pounds love Anavar. So it's like, it doesn't matter who you are. Uh, the love for Anabar. It, it, it's one of the, one of the few steroids you can say that both, One end of the spectrum and the other end of the spectrum both love anabar. So I find that fascinating. So look on paper as a 420 anabolic rating, androgenic rating is just 20. Of course, these are just numbers. Do they translate to real, real life? Of course not, but it gives you an idea of the way they structured it. So it's a great hardener. It's a great dryer. It's a DHT derivative, dihydrotestosterone, but it doesn't give you as many DHT side effects as say Winstroll will. So again, it's low on the side effects. M- m- how they manage to structurally make it like this is a thing of beauty. But yeah. it also gives you some really, really good results. Now it's not going to give you androgenic results. So you're not going to go on Anovar running it by itself like you would going on trend and add 50 pounds to your bench press. It's not going to happen. But especially when you're stacking it, it works really, really well, stacked with another androgen to keep the side effects down and really, really boost the strength. So I find it a very fascinating oral. So, mobster, it's one of your favorites. Why don't you touch on
1: yeah. it? Yeah, you guys that listen to these podcasts on a regular basis know that my favorite injectable cycle ever was Susten uh, Deca, uh, but I've talked about uh, and Steve and I have talked about our other favorites multiple times, and I would say my two favorite orals Steve, would be Bowl and Anavar. And in terms of my strength, Anavar pretty much every time. I actually get a small strength increase by virtue of having better leverage on Dinobol. And so I've both used either or Dynabolt or Anavar for bench pressing, for example. And here's the thing, guys. Do I blow up on Anavar? Absolutely not. I've said multiple times, Steve, even back in the day when I was at my most competitive in terms of just frequency of competitions, I would never add more than five pounds I think I went 280, 285. Never more than five pounds on an Anavar cycle, but my strength would go up. Now, you've got to remember, guys, I'm trying to peak my strength for a competition. I'm doing 12 or 16 weeks of training for a, a series of events on one specific day. Now, as the training gets harder, it gets that much harder to do the training. It's kind of obvious. You're grinding away. You're trying to get your body to go to a place it hasn't been before. And a, and a steroid like Anavar is great for that. Uh, so... This is the reason why it's incredibly popular, in my opinion, especially as an oral with strength athletes. It will not make you 300 pounds. You will not be world world's strongest man, you know, 160, 200 kilogram body weight, 440 pounds, 200 kilogram or more body weight on an ever. Absolutely not. If, you, if, if it was possible, you'd be taking thousands of milligrams of an oral steroid every day. And that just doesn't, that's not how it works. The dosage is pretty much the same right across for every single person. As Steve said, what, what about, how is it so popular with strength athletes and then so popular with the other end of the spectrum? Uh, and that, and that's because I believe the anti-catabolic, the, the retention of muscle tissue while you're dieting. So, of the course, the, the topic of this article, this podcast, is about single digits body fat. Now, I've actually covered this in a pre-show with Steve, and I'll reiterate what we talked about then, Steve. So when you are looking to lower your body fat, You're looking to typically tighten the diet up. That's just simply less calories. Fasting, as Steve suggests, and obviously cardio. And the problem sometimes, especially when we're talking single digits, we're talking 9% or less. 10% is double digits, so 9% or less. That is difficult for some people to do. So a drug like Anavar that helps you to hold on to muscle tissue, i.e. being anti-catabolic, and the simple fact that as your body fat lessens while you're holding on to muscle tissue you'll get and you're gonna get what's it's called it's sometimes the for example if you added five pounds, I would say typically less and your body fat number if weighed on a scale would be exactly the same the ratio changes so the the sense of you could be for example go from twelve percent to eleven percent typically because you've just added three three pounds of muscle tissue. So you might actually physically still have the same amount of body fat on your body. However, what should be happening here, guys, is you should be dieting and or doing cardio or fasting, and that will reduce your body fat properly. So, And then it becomes anti-catabolic, Steve, in that it's not necessarily adding tissue, healthy muscle tissue, but retaining that hard-earned muscle tissue while you're doing increased cardio, whether you're doing morning steps or riding your bike, rowing a boat, Get, you know, jogging in the morning, doing nighttime cardio, whatever. And that, that situation can be quite catabolic. That's going to take typically without a drug like anavar, you would lose some muscle as well as the body fat. So retaining the muscle while you lose body fat is the ideal situation. And in that, in that scenario, Steve, yes, it doesn't necessarily help you to burn body fat. We've had this conversation on the forums multiple times. People come on, which steroid makes me get less fat? No steroid does that. No anabolic steroid especially. But what they all do is they will help you to maintain muscle tissue or add muscle tissue and change the ratios. And especially holding on to that muscle tissue while you're dieting, while you're changing the ratios, while your diet has got improved, while you're killing the cardio. You've gone from 20 minutes to 40 minutes to an hour a day, and especially in competition. And that's what makes it incredibly popular at the other end of the spectrum. Great for strength at the top end. Great for holding on to muscle tissue and helping you while you're doing the cardio, while you're hitting the diet
0: back state back to you. So one of the things too, uh, we gotta say, you know, it does what some other steroids do, helps reduce thyroid binding globulin. And that's gonna give the impression that you're burning fat, which you which you which you are. But other steroids do that too. Tyranibol can have that same effect. In combination, you know, follow up with Mobster said, in combination with not retaining water. So your muscles don't get fluffy when you're on Anovar. Same thing with T-Bowl. Your muscles won't get fluffy, they do not convert to estrogen. Primobolin it's a DHT derivative. Winstrol it's a DHT derivative. Masteron is a DHT derivative. That's what these things do. They actually help dry and reduce water retention in, in those muscles and make the muscles look more cut. And make them look less fluffy. So that can give the impression that, yeah, I'm losing body fat. And you you yeah. might be. You might be. But it's not really the point. It's always a good idea to lose body fat before using steroids. You know, I mean, then it's yeah Yeah, I want mm-hmm. to for one
1: second here, Steve. So, so something that needs reiterating. Um, the, what works, out, as Steve said earlier, in terms of science, and specifically the thyroid binding globulin that Steve just mentioned, here's something that needs worth mentioning because – Things don't work in isolation. So here's what happened, guys. If you have more muscle tissue, you burn more calories. All right? It's as simple as that. You, your body, when it's holding on to fat, is using energy just to walk around while it's holding on to the fat. If it's got less fat, it requires less energy. If it's got more muscle, it uses more energy. So the, the idea, for example, as science says, reducing the thyroid and globulin, Means that you're burning more fat. That's true, but at the same time, you should be using cardio. You should be dieting. You should have cleaned up the diet. You should be training harder. So you're not. If you just took annavar and laid there and did nothing and got leaner, I would say thumbs up, one hundred percent. The science is exactly saying what it does, and that's exactly what's happening. But in reality, that isn't what does because you would literally have to be on a hospital bed, strapped down, and capable of moving. And still losing body fat and then NFO will be absolutely fucking amazing. It doesn't work like that in practice. In practice, adding muscle tissue burns more calories. Fat doesn't burn shit. Carrying the fat around burns it, but you're already fat, so we're not dealing with it, are we? And of course, you are doing cardio, you have tidied up your diet, you are experimenting with fasting and so on and so forth. So all of those other things. It's easy when we discuss science, Steve, sometimes to get stuck on a specific facet, but in reality, none of what we're talking about happens in isolation. Everything that we've just discussed is part of that process. So, just to be clear on that, guys. Back to you,
0: Steve. All right. So, (laughs) I got you on that (laughs) one, huh? go on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Look, at the end of the day, with Anavar, like, well, what are are our experiences? Let me tell you about mine. So, my experience with Anavar is a lot of fake Anavar, a lot of fake Anavar. And uh, over the years, I mean, you got to figure, like, Anavar is one of the most fake steroids we talked about at the beginning. It's expensive. Yeah. You think in the you think in the late 80s after I got banned, guys weren't selling fake Anabar? Hell yeah, they were. They would sell it as Winstroll. They would sell it as t bowl They would sell it as D bowl which is really fucking stupid. But yeah. people back then, they didn't really understand that the way that we do today. Like they would take they would take D bowl and, and, and this person would sell to them as antiviral. Be like, oh, yeah, bro, I got some anabar that I uh, saved up before the ban. You want to buy it off of me? Sure, man. All right, $300 for, for 10, 10 pills. Here you go. And the person would take it and they blow up a lot of water retention. And be like, they wouldn't know. They wouldn't really understand. Well, this is the I'm taking. They didn't have the a- a- ability to go get blood work done and see, oh, my God, my estrogen's sky high. This ain't really anabar. So the same shit's been going on for years. Nowadays, you know, sources are getting smarter. So they're not going to sell Anavar as d bowl but they're going to sell it as T-Bowl. And you wouldn't really know the difference. T-Bowl has less effects overall. So it's like taking the edge off. It's like driving a car with uh, one flat tire. That's pretty much what you're going to experience running T-Bowl versus Anavar. So really, you may not know it is if you've never used real anavar before. You're not going to really notice the difference between anavar and t So sources are becoming really smart. So it's really important with anavar to use legitimate source for anavar. That's the key. I've yeah. used anavar before. My appetite went crazy on it. I'm like, I'm like, there's no way this is real anavar. Anavar shouldn't cause appetite to go crazy like that. So obviously. Maybe it was like 60% Anabar and 10 or 20% D-Ball and 10% T-Ball in the formula. They're just trying to save money by cutting it that way. I don't know. But if you want to really, really use real anavar, you have to come on our forums and read the reviews and find a legitimate source, a legitimate brand that sells the real Anabar. That's going to be very, very important. Uh, and you'll know the difference once you use real anavar you'll know the difference between fake anavar and real Anabar, and You'll you'll figure it out right away like I did when I used it a few years ago. I used fake anavar that was really something else and I knew, you know what, this isn't Anivar. And uh, I actually had a buddy of mine try it too and he was on it for a couple of weeks and he's like, yeah, you're right. This isn't real Anivar. I know what anavar is. So, I mean, this, this is very important. So, I'm also, yeah, talk about that. Yeah, I'll tell you, one
1: great way, I say great Steve, it's not, it's is the VAR pumps. You don't get we, – we talked about this on another show, Steve, when we said the pumps on D-Bowl, the pumps on Anavar, and so on and so forth. Pumps on D-Bowl are kind of cool, right? If you're lean and you pump up on D-Bowl, especially if you've had a little bit of carbs and you've done the right things before you hit the gym and you get the, the D-Bowl pump, it's kind of pleasurable. A little bit uncomfortable in terms of tightness, but that kind of swelling, the little bit of water retention, like I have mentioned earlier on, in terms of the leverage for me when I'm bench pressing and so on, kind of cool. Right, and and I've used D-Ball specifically, VAR pumps on your rent are fucking painful, Steve. Uh, I mean, it is a negative, but it's actually a great way of making sure that you know that you're on an EVAR for sure. I've mentioned this on previous shows. Guys, I think I'd increased, like I said, five pounds, but I was walking, I think it was just over a mile, Steve, when I lived in Gloucester, from the gym to go into town, mile, mile and a quarter, and I had to stop three times. And one of my buddies the other gym had one of those mobility carts, and he offered me a lift, which was a you know he was taking a piece, It was a joke. I said when we got to town and I had to go. I think Smiths in the bank. I actually nearly asked for him a lift on the way back. I was sitting at bus stops, rubbing my shins, and 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 I also did some kettlebell work with one of the other guys, just showing him how it's done, getting him an idea, you know, teaching him. And he wanted to do some core strength for moving furniture in his house that he'd moved into with his new wife. And his back was all over the place. I said, Kettle balls, kettlebell swings are great for your lower back. I did two minutes with him, and my back was pumped like a motherfucker. So VAR pumps are a great indicator that you are taking legitimate VAR, but at the same time, it is seriously uncomfortable. And let Steve talk about that, and then we'll talk about how it gets used, the dosages, and whether it is it – is, and, of course, it's the number one drug for women, Steve. What's your experience with the VAR pumps?
0: So um, I used to go and weight train and um, there was this park on the way home. So I'd always stop at the park and do like a mile run. It was really, really cool um, to do There was like a trail. You go run. And if you ran around the trail, it was exactly one mile. So I always take my wa- my um, GPS watch with me and I always try to beat my time, you know, and I get to the gym. So one of the things I would notice when I was taking an is lower back pumps. For some reason, you know, it's funny with steroids, I, you know, certain steroids cause certain pumps in a certain spot and in of our lower back pumps, I get to about three quarter mile and the lower back pumps would be insane. So I'd have to be sickly just like start, start slow jogging the rest of the way or start walking. Yeah. So that's one of the things that I noticed. A lot of people when they're working out at, at the gym, they'll be like, oh my God, my kidneys, something's going on with my kidneys. Well, it's not your kidneys. It's that you're getting the pumps, your lower back pumps can be really uncomfortable and really weird. So it's one of the signature things I think with, with Anobar is that with D bowl, I get them in my legs. I get them in my, my calves or in my front mid. the front, front lower leg is where I get when I'm doing cardio on D So, yeah. So that's the thing with Anobar, Um when it comes to fat loss, it sometimes it may, may work against you. If you like to do a lot of cardio, you like to go uh, for long runs and stuff it may work against you when it comes to fat loss because the pumps. So you'll find it really difficult to get in a a run. You might be able to just do the high intensity short runs, like go up and down hills and stuff like that and, and, and do it, you know, a 10, 15 minute high intensity workout with cardio. But if you want to do like a long, nice long jog, you know, run a mile, run two miles, three miles, four miles, whatever. It's going to be really hard with those pumps. So that's one area where it may work against you. Um, so I think I think overall with Anovar, one of the best ways you can lose body fat is doing the high-intensity cardio and then doing like a really, really clean diet and then running it 30, 40, 50, 60 milligrams a day. And, um, you know, you don't have to necessarily split the dose. You can do 30 milligrams morning, 30 milligrams evening, or you just do it all in one shot. Uh, it's it's It'll work either way. But I think that's the best way to do it and just eat a clean diet. I think I'll have really, really good results doing it as well. So also touching that a little bit, we'll talk about stacking, uh, what to stack with. uh, Yeah, I mean, the sweet spot, and we've
1: talked about what we mean by this. There's an optimal amount of certain drugs, and this includes over-the-counter drugs, vitamins, and whatever else, Steve. The sweet spot really is right in the middle with the numbers that Steve suggested, which is 50 milligrams. And it works for pretty much everybody. Obviously, you can take a lesser amount if you want to. And we recommend specifically for women starting on somewhere between 5 and maybe 10 milligrams a day. It is the number one steroid, anabolic steroid, specifically that's used by women because of the lack of side effects. Uh, And again, much lower dosage. It can be tweaked for guys, like Steve said, as low as 30 milligrams. And maybe if if you were 140, 150, 160 pounds, that would be great. But my height, my body weight, whatever and most of my shrimp buddies, and and indeed most people that have been training for a while, I think 50 milligrams is just about the perfect dose for nearly everybody. Uh, What do I do? I do exactly what Steve said. I would take some in the morning, some in the afternoon, uh, late afternoon, early evening, and that would be 25 milligrams and 25 milligrams. It's just spot on for me. Dead simple, Steve. Um, What else? Length of time on cycle. Okay, so I have run it for eight weeks. But I think the sweet spot here is four to six weeks. And my most recent usages have been for exactly those, four to six weeks. I've hit I've hit the numbers I wanted to hit within a reasonable time frame by pushing as hard as I possibly could until I needed that little boost. And that's been perfect for me. One other thing, Stephen, I think you could touch on that a little bit, is that some people use it as a kickstart. Now, you know that I'm not a huge fan of the idea of kickstart and or finishes for most people. I don't think there's a need for it. But... There are going to be people out there that have used uh, Anavar as a kickstart if you want to touch on that.
0: Yeah. So like like Mosha was saying, four to six weeks. You can kickstart with Anivar. If you want something really mild to kickstart with, um you can go ahead and kickstart it. Let's say you're running testosterone now. Some of you react really well to testosterone. Some of you lose you know will lose body fat on testosterone. Now some of you won't. Some of you get a lot of water retention. But either way, you can run Anavar with testosterone and it can help, you know, it can help you reach your goals that way. So in that case, you could start off with, let's say you're doing 10 or 12 weeks of testosterone. You could kickstart the cycle for the first four to six weeks with a, with and um, you know, I wouldn't play games. I see a lot of people play games. They'll start out with 10 milligrams the first week, then 20 milligrams the second week, then 30 milligrams the third week, you know, or to start out with 20 milligrams and raise it to 40 milligrams after a week and a half or two weeks. Yeah. Just start off right off the bat at the dosage yep. that you're gonna run. Yeah. You know, so if you're gonna run 50 milligrams a day, just start off with 50 milligrams a day. The only reason you would do that is if it's a budget reason. You're like, you know, I'm trying to save money or you have this much Anovar left, you don't want to make another order. So you're trying to budget it that way. But other than that, start off right off the bat. Get it built up in your system. Get it peaking in your system. That's when it's going to work beautifully. Another thing I like to stack with Anovar would be a um, something like equipoise. If you wanted to do cardio, high-intensity cardio, 20, 25 minutes of high-intensity cardio where the pumps wouldn't kick in yet, you could do equipoise. If you wanted to really focus on fat loss and cardio on the cycle and really, really get a, a nice physique, equipoise would be a beautiful thing to stack with it. So You could do 500, 400 to 500 milligrams of equipoise. You can do 300, 350 milligrams of equipoise and then go ahead and stack the anivar. Now, on another option for you with anivar is primobolin. And primobolin and anavar they're both Really mild. You're not going to get much of a strength change because Anavar. If you want strength, you really need to stack Anavar with an androgen. But if you didn't care about strength, you just wanted aesthetics, you just wanted to get lean, and you don't mind paying a lot of money for a cycle, Anavar and Primo. But it's a very very expensive cycle. So if you wanted to go to cheaper route, you might want to go with Anavar and Equipoise. And then there's Trend. Now some of you react incredibly. Incredibly well, the trend. Anovar is a really, really good one to stack with trend because it's mild and it won't cause incredible side effects. So compare stacking Anavar with trend to stacking Winstrow with trend, goodbye hair, goodbye prostate, yeah. goodbye cholesterol, yeah. goodbye blood pressure, goodbye headaches, goodbye sleep, or... Super draw with trend. Goodbye, everything across the board. Good luck with that <laughs> one. You're probably going to be pissing brown because your liver and your kidneys are going to be so mutilated. So anavar is a much better option when it comes to an oral with using with trend. So check check that one out too. You could run two, 250 milligrams a week of trend, then stack in yeah. 30, 40 milligrams a day of anavar, and you get tremendous results. You don't need testosterone with that. You get tremendous results, both with strength, aesthetics, bodybuilding, getting cut, all that good stuff. So check that out as well. I think that's a really, really good stack. How about you, Master? What's your favorite thing? What's your favorite things to stack with Anavar? I haven't talked about.
1: I've, I've never taken it with anything else, Steve. I've always taken it on its own solo. And I mean, one of the things that we see here, and this is a bit one of those myths, et cetera, about running it longer. Uh, I, I don't know specifically, I'm thinking, I'm looking at you, Dylan, on this podcast when I say this. Dylan's always been keen when it comes to all rules to keep them fairly short. And I can understand where he's coming from in that particular regards. It's also one of those things if you're doing multiple cycles per year, even with PCT and time off in between. So I agree in that basis. However, m- many, many times when I've run Var, especially in the past, Steve, I've run it for eight weeks. Multiple, multiple times, zero issues. And I think one of the things Steve says a lot of the time is that, you know, go and get your bloods tested. And if your bloods are great, especially after a cycle, then obviously it wasn't causing the issue. So I think it's the idea that it might versus the reality of it. And again, it's worth reiterating in this particular example, Steve, like, for example, with trend, your personal experience. So when your key word phrase that Steve used earlier on is if you do well on trend, if you respond well to trend. The same thing applies to any of my own personal experience. So my own personal experience has been, eight weeks solo with nothing else, Steve. Uh, I can't think of a cycle when I've run it with anything else. When I've run deep, I'll run it solo. So, again, that might be my individual experience, that how it's worked for me, which is why I like it. I haven't had to run, run anything else. And, of course, I've been always trained in that particular way as a strength athlete. I've never said, oh, I want to re- decrease my body fat in that way. Uh, and even if I did, diet and cardio would be number one and number two. So I haven't felt the necessity. So if I was a bodybuilder and if I was my aims were different from what they are then and now, then I may might well run it with something else. And again, like Steve said, look at the numbers that Steve put out there. An article that we're using as a reference while we do this podcast says no more than 300 milligrams a week with trend of trend with Yanvar, sorry. Guys, look at the numbers. 50 milligrams a day of Anivar and two to three hundred milligrams a week of trend alone. And as Steve said, If you're a good responder, you're going to get some amazing results, especially with diet and cardio. I'd actually suggest keeping it around the 300 milligrams of Tren, specifically because we know that Tren comes with its own side effects, whether that's the Tren cough or the Tren sweats or Tren somnia. So, you know, I'd hate to get that and then get the back pumps as well, Steve. That would be horrendous. But lowering the dosage, mild amounts, keep the cardio on point, keep the the, the diet on point, and if you like Tren and do well on Tren, and if you're like me and like and do well on Anavar, then your results are going to be outstanding. There will be a small percentage of you that will want to go higher and a small, an even smaller percentage that probably needs to use even less than the numbers that we suggested at the lower end. But I can't see it. I think Steve's exactly on point, Two to 300 milligrams a week of trend, 30 to 50 milligrams. I can't see this example, Steve, as a combination cycle needing much more than that. And the cardio and the diet and your training are on point. I would expect your results with a good coach, with someone like Steve or myself cracking a whip and getting you to do your absolute best. I'd I'd, I'd expect to see fantastic results from that person if everything else was on point. The only other thing I would throw in here, Steve, as and I wouldn't call it as a stack. It's more of a protector, of course, would be a product like uh, an organ protector like N2Guard or similar while you're on an oral steroid. It is mild. It is relatively safe. It is relatively low-toxic, but we're talking about it as an insurance policy and, again, Everything else that you're doing, and any other anabolics that you're on, if you are doing a combination cycle. So keep all that in mind. Please note, we are not doctors, and the opinions are ours. It's our view, it is based on our experience and views on the topic. Our podcast for informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.